We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you this morning. We'll talk some college football brackets. Chris Lowe, ESPN, with a couple interesting things and what a field of 64 prediction would look like for 2023's football season. Also, we'll look at some lines, betting things from March Madness beginning tomorrow. Obviously, to get to the Final Four by the end of the weekend, Ole Miss and Louisville has a time set that is 9 o'clock Central seven, yeah, seven o'clock West Coast out in Seattle on Friday night for uh, the Cardinals and the Rebels in the Sweet Sixteen on the women's side, and last night Ole Miss knocking off Arkansas Pine Bluff eleven to one in a game that ended in seven innings with the run rule. It was actually three to one in the fifth, and then Ole Miss uh, scored eight in the uh, in the sixth to uh, put that one away. It's a real gamble for the Clarion Ledger and Tupelo. We were talking about how they're sending reporters to Seattle. You're you're. Spending a lot of money to send reporters to Seattle for not only that, but a late game that can't that if it can't you, get in, you won't get in. The, you won't get it in print. Yeah, and if they lose, literally no one will read it. That is rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice. They win, and you get the extra day or two at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's what's on deck. We'll talk about those things and uh, more this morning. The show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know about the abilities to get. Some box seats for Ole Miss baseball. Ole Miss plays Florida at one thirty on Sunday. And to enter into a chance to win those four box seats, you need to get on Twitter. You need to at the Oxford Exxon. You need to use the hashtag Rebel Ready. Rebel Ready. Hashtag. Say whatever you want. Pictures. See uh, what might be there to uh, to win those. And you're automatically entered in. Again, four box seats courtesy of the Blue Sky location here in Oxford and the Oxford Exxon. With that, every single Ole Miss home weekend, lunch specials, ribs, let them take care of dinner tonight, and much more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. The number is 662-257-1900. I'll call that number. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is uh, completely up to you. You shop the quote around. You do what I do, would recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. They, uh, the service is amazing. They take great care of you. They go the extra mile 
for you. And uh, again, the number is 662-257-1900. Guests join later this week. I'm talking to Chris Lee a little later today um, on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to put your career in your own hands. If you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Have you, uh, have you watched the debut of Ted Lasso Season 3 yet? Yes. You did? Yeah. Where does it start off? Don't give anything away. I'm just kind of curious. Did they pick up right where the other one ended? No, they've moved on a little bit. They move bit. on a little yeah. bit? Yeah. At the beginning of the new season. Okay. Was it good? Uh, it, was, it was It was solid. It was a lot of, felt like it was setting up a lot. Which they do. That's, yeah. That's... Felt like it was, hey, we got to get, like chapter one of a new book. Introducing you, just getting, you wonder if they do more of that because they're trying to catch on with some people who called it, you know what I mean, called on a little later. I mean, obviously, you're not starting at season three like you would in a cable show or something, but just in general, I wonder how that works. It it felt like they were trying to, hey, just in case you're joining in here, we're going to try to catch you up a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I was reading a story. I'm going to move on, but a lot of people like Ted Lasso. And we've talked about it a, a good bit. I was reading a story in The Athletic about how it hasn't caught on at all in Europe and in the United Kingdom that they don't really like it. Um, and there's a couple different reasons for that. One of them being that they have not moved into the streaming the way that Americans have. That I forget the number, but it was maybe like almost 60% of the households in England still had traditional cable. Oh. And that they had not moved in the same way from the from the Apple TV and the Hulu and the YouTube YouTube TV and all that kind of stuff throughout throughout time. Are they as addicted to devices as we are? I don't know. I, I, I don't have a good answer for that either. Uh, either way, but the other thing that has happened because, like I said here, it's never been one of the top fifty shows in their country. However, uh, U.S. shows including Love Island, Friends, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and New Girl are still airing episodes that remain in the top fifty. However, oh. Ted Lasso has not hit that at any point um it, it it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting article if you if you care at all it's it, it it's there um yeah it says here 50 percent, 56 percent of british households still have traditional cable tv while free tv which is more than 70 channels and 15 radio stations available at no cost to anyone with a tv license make up the rest streaming services complement television subscriptions netflix at 52 percent amazon video um, Apple TV Plus, yeah, Apple TV Plus, following comparatively tiny with only eight point seven percent of homes in Britain. So it's literally just not there or available for them, or it's something they're not they're not choosing at this point. What about the percent of American homes that still have cable, if you will, is it's less than fifty six for sure. Now, yeah. I, and I don't, I mean, this is news to me, and I feel like an idiot for not knowing this. I don't know what a TV license is over there. I don't know how that works for for yeah. for them. I don't, I, don't, know. I don't I don't know what that means. Um said so the other part of it, which I mean, I I got Apple TV only for Ted Lasso. I mean, I've watched a couple things on it since then, but that was the reason I signed up for mm-hmm. it at the time when I did it. Um the other thing is because they obviously 
it I mean stereotypically, but there is some truth in it being proper football fans don't like the bumbling American idiot not knowing the game and being underqualified and then having success that they have have issue with that as a country and as a, a fan base of soccer. Uh, I can see that, I guess, to a degree. I mean, that's... They think that it's an entry point that is causing issue with a lot of people for taking the plunge. Probably the hardcore football fan over there doesn't like that particular part of it. I guess I sort of... I get that. They they take their football very seriously. I don't know that we can make fun of it. We take it pretty seriously, too. <laughs> we kind of have our own football. <laughs> I mean, year-round year round wall to wall coverage of a sport that won't start up again until September. We, 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 we can't make fun of an obsession. It's pouring down rain here. I can hear it over my headphones. It is kind of, isn't it? Yep. TV license is a tax Brits pay. If they have a TV, it pays for the oh, wow. BBC. I had no idea. I, I've never been. I, I doubt if I ever go. I've always wanted to go. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. If you, what is your Europe rankings? If you get to go over there, is it is London high? Yeah, sure. I'd love to go to. I'd love to go to Great Britain. Um, I'd like to go to Italy. I'd like to go to Spain, France, Portugal. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm beginning to run out of time, and I certainly am not in a financial spot to do that at this point. So, in just a few years, kids are all out of college. You get, yeah, I, 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 honestly, I, I don't, I, I don't foresee the day that I, I do that. But I'm happy for the people that do. So, um, a little bit of news, I guess. Last night, again, Ole Miss knocks off Arkansas Pine Bluff, eleven to one. It was pretty sputtery early on. It was zero zero after four. Ole Miss had really batted bats against a pitcher not throwing very hard. That happens sometimes. That they have a hard time adjusting to uh, to that level of competition. And then they uh, they hit back to back home runs in the fifth, and they end up taking a three nothing lead in the fifth, and then again scored eight in the sixth to to put it away, and uh, and win the game there. I talked to Peyton after the game. He said, "Yeah, we were just trying to do way too much, and instead of calming down and trying to hit the seventy five mile an hour ball, um, they figured it out. It is what it is. If anything, it's almost kind of a bad game to play, but they got to win. They kind of got to cleanse a little bit after an zero four week. Um, the good news from the day is it almost only walked one person." I mean, there is a command issue on that on that roster and that staff right now, and they did have a better night with that. JT Quinn, who came in with a ton of talent, but he had 17 strikeouts and 13 walks coming into the game. He strikes out three in three innings, didn't walk anybody. Vera had a little better day. Um, they used Matt Morell. I mean, Mitch Morell. I, I call him Matt Morell every time. Mitch Morell um, for a couple of batters. I bet Matt could play some baseball. Yeah, maybe. Good athlete. And then Braden Jones finishing it up with the uh, the final inning. Mike uh, told us after the game that Matt Parento, a um, second-year player, relief pitcher, has thrown a little bit more this year. He had a UCL tear last summer during summer ball. He rested in the fall. They did a lot of therapy. They did the PRP injections, a lot of that stuff. And he seemed to be pretty good in January. Um, As the season's got here, he's pitched several times. Mike said that he just basically had decreased every time out. It did not look right, and it was getting worse and worse that he's seeing a doctor on Monday. However, they do not expect good news. They expect that to be a UCL tear or some form of elbow injury at this point and that he will miss the uh, the rest of the season is a is a prediction there from from Mike. So I mean it's the wh- fourth pitcher now for it, the team. It's also why once the thing starts tearing, you sort of know what's coming. I mean there are exceptions to that rule 
but that is the rule. There's a lot of that. I mean, there's so much of, like, as the Major League Baseball season is about to start in about a week, it's become more and more this battle of attrition. How many pitchers can you end up with? Everybody's throwing so hard. Everybody's throwing so max effort. It just, it's, I think you're going to see that across the board, not just at Ole Miss, but everywhere where these pitching injuries pile up. It's the arms not designed to throw that hard over and over and over and over and over. Everyone's throwing in the nineties. Everybody. I mean, literally I watched, I could tell you, I watched parts of six SEC series. So I watched 12 teams. I can't say that I saw every pitcher pitch who pitched for Alabama or Florida or Vanderbilt or whatever, but there was a whole lot of dudes working in the mid to upper nineties. Lots. Um, like I can't remember the kid's name, but like Arkansas had a kid on Sunday in their series finale against Auburn. So he's their third starter. He was 97 pretty consistently. I mean, everyone's throwing super hard. It's, there's going to be injuries, lots of them. Joseph, I don't know. I mean, frankly, in some ways, Arkansas gets a bad route for the elbow thing. And Ole Miss, when you look at who's actually hurt, Parento isn't barely pitched. Raleigh Magnus got hurt in his first two months of the of, 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 of his college season. I mean, this is not one of those deals where a junior maxed out pitch counts and whatever. It's that they have so much accumulation on their arm when they get to college that yes, it's just going you. at some point. I mean, Gunnar Hoagland – they signed him knowing that at some point his arm was going to go. That's one of the reasons he ended up in college was that there was stuff all in there and that it was a time bomb and you were hoping to get through the career before it happened. That's it. It was going to blow out. Everybody knew that from the day he stepped foot on campus. Yes. Whether it be at Ole Miss or in his second year of pro ball or whatever, that that arm was going to give away. Again, I'm not going to be the guy that's defending Mike Bianco or Dave Van Horn or anybody else, but these injuries – are wear and tear injuries that started in the early teens. Yeah, it's it's I mean if if you want to take a confluence of injuries at one place and blame the coach, okay. I, I mean go for Arkansas it. Arkansas has a bad pitcher reputation because they have not had high draft picks. It's been right. It's been a weird thing and it's something other schools use, which again, if that's nowhere near the shadiest part of recruiting. That's completely above board, as I'm using air quotes here. But that is where their reputation comes in, is they have other schools telling their pitchers, go there and you don't get drafted in the second round. Look, it hadn't happened since Ryan Stanick. Right. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff in there. But right. The, 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 the opposing coach that's recruiting against Arkansas is not going, yeah, but let me pull out the PowerPoint and explain why that is. They're just going, hey, I don't know. I mean, they can't get you there. We yeah. Had, I mean, we, we had Gunnar Hoagland go early. We had Doug McKenzie go early. They, they can't. Yeah, they the, ruin arms. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's like Shohei Otani last night. He's already had Tommy John. Yeah. Is that Mike Bianco's fault? I mean, is that Dave Van Horn's fault? Who, whose fault is that? Look at the major league pitchers. So many guys. Yeah, he's back from Tommy John. Back from Tommy John. It's yeah. almost like it's a rite of passage at this point. And Grind asking, do you guys think you could hit 75 on a radar going, not today. I mean, I could have when I played. I did, but no, no not not today. I'm too old. At all. No way. I... I after I had Tommy John, though, when I was coaching Little League, I felt much better two or three years later than I did when I came back my senior year of high school. Like, I could tell that 
my freshman sophomore year of college when I was just coaching and coaching Dylan and them like I there was more pop there there was more to it because I mean that tells you it's it's two years when well, you really o- feel Otani's what two years removed yeah something like that I mean he was electric last night just just electric hit a hundred twice and then it lasted bad and then had that slaughter that ended it was the nasty game. nastiest slaughter I've ever seen Trout had no shot which said something it was eighty nine on a slider where he's dialed up for a hundred well look. It's, it's it's playing into what you're talking about is because there was there was some rightful criticism here. I guess it was was it Alex Rodriguez that was talking about no, you got to play situational baseball and you got to move runners and all this stuff. The look, I hate the three outcome stuff in baseball. I can't stand it. It slows the game down. Everybody's striking out, walking, or hitting home runs. I, I hate it. But the reason is is because the freaking pitching is so good that counting on your ability to string hits together is just not a winning strategy that you're trying to get on a pitch and hit it out of the ballpark because you don't have to string at that point. Well, I mean, look, when you're stringing hits together, it means that pitcher relative to other pitchers in baseball are really struggling. When you're watching major league hitters and people are saying, well, just why don't they hit it the other way? You don't think that's going through their mind too? They're major league hitters. They, they handle, they, they handle wood bats better than point, zero 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 one percent of the populace and they they can't put the bat on the ball because of there's a video out there of you darvish throwing a bullpen it's from the catcher's perspective yeah watch that and imagine all right now put him in a game with some adrenaline and try to hit that and then try to hit that with some degree of authority good luck and there's tons of those dudes. And like last night, Kyle Schwarber got a hold of one of those and hit it 438 feet or whatever it was. Trey Turner had a hell of a week. But, you know, the, the U.S. team got two on and nobody out in the seventh. And, yeah, you know, hit a ground ball. Just It's very difficult to hit. I mean, it was Paul Goldschmidt, who's really, really good, unfortunately. And <laughs> it's just, it's hard. Hitting is hard, and so now, yeah, the 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 strategy of hey, let's 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 small ball this guy out. Even at the college level, at the the upper like skeins at LSU, it's like fifty something percent of the people who face him strike out. Grot says are wood bats lighter. I would think the wood bats suck compared to aluminum. Honestly, there's not a ton of difference between wood and aluminum today. From how they have really deadened the aluminum down in college, I mean it's it's still better, but yeah. it's it's nowhere in the stratosphere of what it was even ten years ago when they've made different changes to BB core and then on down from uh, from there. They've actually made the ball a little more lively. It's more of a minor. It's a minor league ball now, but the bat has continued to deaden over the years from an aluminum standpoint. The reason they don't use wood is cost. A lot yeah. of schools can't afford the wood bat. Um, a player for Oregon uses a wood bat really in games. Yeah, yeah. There's a player from Oregon that does it. Um, he hit a home run, I guess, last weekend. I saw it. I like the sound so much better. Oh, wood. Yeah, it feels real, doesn't it? Yeah, like it. it it's there's sounds a certain more like baseball. Yeah, there's a certain two, but no, they they weigh. I mean, they're either I would assume they're all drop threes at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they would weigh close to the same thing. Um, it's a couple minutes, so I'll take this into the next break too. World Baseball Classic last night is almost assuredly going to be the most watched baseball game in history um worldwide yeah japan and korea had that 
former that came of the tournament that already had the mantle, and I would assume last night will pass that. It was a ton of fun. I know there's some injuries, but mostly everybody played. You got the really cool spectacle in the night, the Vatani versus Trout, probably the two best players on the planet right now, or at least in the argument. At least historically, when their careers are over, will be two of the best players on the planet. I think so. We can say it that way. Sure. Um, Trout's career is documented, and right now, Otani has the hardest thrown ball of the tournament and the hardest hit of the tournament at the same time. So contemplate that. He's and think a free about agent it. of the year. I just, I just, and he's a free agent oh, of the year. Yes. Just, and not, the Angels I, will miss the playoffs. This I'm not. Season. I'm not going to make it through that free agency because they're in. A, they're a contender for that, aren't they? A little bit. I've talked to some. Base, I've talked to some baseball people who think the Cubs have a legitimate shot. If he leaves L.A. Uh, look, the the bats deadening is a safety thing, too. It's good. You, if you'd put in some of those old bats in some of these people's hands, even in college, they, it would be dangerous. You don't want Kemp Alderman swinging a drop five 1998 bat. No. The exit velocities would be 125, 128, 130. You could, you, you could really hurt someone. Yeah. No, you, 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 they do it in the college home run derby. They let them take whatever bat they want to up there, and you should watch some of that. It is. Yeah. It's it's majestic the way they're hitting balls and you're going oh my god yeah. you don't want that at a third baseman no yeah no there would be no infield in because you would kill you yeah, no, L- literally literally it would not have reaction time yeah it'd but, be like a bullet yeah you just don't know I, I like the system college has right now I think it's the right system I give agree. them the baseball that gets them prepared for the next level don't give them the big raise seams and give them the ability to do things but deaden the bat down to where it's a normal brand Agreed. Of, of baseball. one million percent I think it's I, th- I think that's where it's it so I, I got some more but the people that the people that want the the gorilla ball they do, they don't understand that's it. also bad for TV because it would take forever. Yeah, and I don't think people go to a baseball game. It was a national championship game. I think the score was 20, 20 to 16 back in the late 90s. I'm not interested in that game. Yeah. I mean, you see that game like once in a blue moon in major leagues, and people talk much less about that game than they do the two-to-one game. That was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, baseball's not supposed to be 16 to 13. It's just not. Yeah. So... Anyway, all right, we'll continue some World Baseball Classic thoughts in a second. For the dude, I tell you about G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it from G&M. They'll also transfer your medications very easily. One call, they take care of the rest. So whether it's Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M Pharmacy in Oxford, that's 662-236-2222. We're also uh, brought to you by our friends at Walk-On's Sports Bistro. Walk-On's puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, inquire about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate plat- plat- platters. Uh, also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. So uh, visit Walk-Ons in Oxford or Ridgeland, especially if you're in the Oxford or Jackson area. Tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring MPW Digital. The College Corner is your uh, one-stop rebel shop with two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. and Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. 
If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or that area, call the people at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or that area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. And we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a uh, probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade. It's uh, manufactured right here inside the U.S. under the highest standards based out of Mississippi. If you take diabetes meds, high blood pressure meds, cholesterol medications, you typically, uh, you know that you typically get some side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But uh, Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support, puts those vitamins back into the body, helps with those side effects, keeps you more compliant taking your medications, and keeps you healthier over the long term. It's solutionsrx.com. It's also available in local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including Mississippi. But solutionsrx.com, promo code OEP at checkout, get 10% off your first order. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, including their New Orleans style barbecue shrimp. They have two different meals in a bag option the Simply, the Simply Shrimp, the Lemon Cracked Pepper is very good. It's very versatile, along with the signature. So many different options with Prime Shrimp. Use code RG, five packs or more, 25% off there with Prime Shrimp. So, again, they deliver it straight to your house, fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate, and they take care of you. So, again, Prime Shrimp, code RG at checkout, 25% off, five packs or more. Uh, So, Commissioner of Major League Baseball says that the schedule is not going to change. Then in 2026, as of now, it's still going to be in this part of the season. It's mm-hmm. not going to be this – there's a push to try to make it a two-week all-star break and play it in the middle of the season versus now. I get why people have that thought. I get the people who don't like that thought. Um, I guess it's a bad podcast because I just kind of see both sides of it. But how do we or can we replicate it? Because even in the United States, that was a bigger deal than, frankly, nationally, a bigger deal than any playoff game. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. A lot of different players across all the teams. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's not just Dodgers and Yankees and those two fan bases. But it was fun baseball. It was competitive baseball. They really tried. That didn't look like the Pro Bowl. That was caring. Frankly, that didn't even look like some of the Olympics when they're tired and just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, no, There was a different standard to sure. that over it, the week. It meant something to all of them. Like Trey Turner sat in the dugout and stared. So what does that mean? Or what, how do is there any way to make that into the game moving forward? What do you do? I think you can leave it where it is and let you it. You think start, it just works as the product and let it starts to grow. It just it's a new thing. People keep comparing it to the World Cup. We've been doing the World Cup in soccer forever. Yeah, I mean you know the World Cup hasn't been a giant deal in the U.S. until fairly recently. Like this was the last this last one that was recently completed was the felt like the bigger. What's the word I'm looking for? I felt like it, it resonated in, in the U.S. more than it ever had before. I mean, I thought it was good for the game. I mean, you got to see a lot of the international players. I mean, obviously, I was talking to my friend Dan Jennings. Okay, Dan 
is with the Washington Nationals now, former general manager, manager of the Miami Marlins. He just said, until you go over to Japan, to South Korea, you just don't realize how big baseball is there. They just love it. Yeah, They, they love it. And um, I don't know. I, just, I think it may, maybe they found something that works. I don't know that the taking a break from the season for two weeks, I don't know that Major League Baseball would sign up for that. That's a long gap. In the one part of the season that you kind of have the sports world to yourself, maybe that would be the reason to do it. Say, if anything, that makes me more likely to be into it. But, man, that's you're shutting a team down for two weeks, and you got to get them back because not everybody's going to play in the World Baseball Classic. What do you do with the cats that don't? Are they just on throwing programs for a week? Yeah, I mean, like I what guess, does that look like? You know, I mean, feels like because that's different than soccer. Sure, when you're just, I mean, you got to stay in shape, if you will, from a yeah. throwing standpoint. Yeah, it's the throwing. Soccer guys can stay in shape by running. Yeah, and right. they can still do some drills on their own, and then you can get back and have a couple of days of training, and then you're ready to play. And you don't play soccer every day. You know, you don't play a soccer game on Monday and then turn around and play another international game on Tuesday. It doesn't really work like that. Yeah. Baseball's different. I mean, you would have to you'd have to feel really comfortable with I don't know. We'll see. I have a feeling they're going to keep it where it is at least one more cycle and oh, see I if do they too. can't make it work. I do too. But we get this at the start of the year, and then baseball is going to become a snooze fest. You get this, and it's... I don't know. I mean, maybe. Nationally. Probably. But a lot of people got introduced to Trey Turner. A lot of people got introduced who didn't already know to Shohei Otani. Playing a little devil's advocate, but that would be more reason to move it because when you come back, you're getting into pennant races faster. The problem is you still got to go through dog days. That's true. You can be really into Trey Turner, but you're not going to be really into Trey Turner on May 28th as a casual fan. No, I mean, look, it might really help you grow the sport if you put it in July. I, I don't know how all that works logistically. Can you can you pull that off? And you would have no time for a team to like organize and have some time to play before you'd have to get right started right away. Maybe you could do that. Here's the other problem you'd have in July. A team with, let's say a team with a hot reliever who's out of the mix, who's planning to trade that reliever at the deadline. Do you really want Team USA to put some innings on him? Well, I mean, he's out there and he gets hurt and all of a sudden his trade value is gone. And I mean, there's just the the big league teams that are paying a ton of money for these guys. They're massive investments. They might say, hey, I don't know, man. Not sure I like that. You've got a starter that you're planning to trade here in the next two weeks. Oh, sure. And Team USA lets him go 106 pitches. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the catch. That thing took over the last thought. But we've talked forever about nobody knows the players. There's very few people yeah. who you actually know, all that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. been a thing. A lot of people watched in the U.S. last night because the U.S. was on the jersey. Sure. It was a bracket. Be mm-hmm. like brackets. Yeah, sure. Otani was the finals. Sure. A large percentage of those players could not have picked him out of a lineup or told you what team Merrill Kelly played for. And he started for the U.S. in the Agreed. gold medal game. Agreed. 
So if nothing else, they were introduced to guys who really good players, obviously. Sure. Who they would have had no freaking clue. No doubt about it. Who that was. Including some casual baseball fans yeah. who wouldn't know who those people were. No, you could do the game of go down the lineup and pick the team, and they would not get everybody right. Anywhere close. Well, it's like when Trout struck out last night. I mean, on our board, there was the, he sucks. It's like, no, 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 no. He was seeing some serious shit over there. Yeah, like, I mean, was, <laughs> so we were watching them. It's pretty compelling. I mean, you know, we just gotten back from, from soccer and we were listening to it on the way back and got back in time to watch the ninth. And that was pretty compelling stuff. I mean, you know, like Carson said, Otani's challenging him. I mean, here, good here luck. Comes. Yeah. I, you can, you can make the argument that moving it to August, I mean, moving it to July would, or late June, early July would really grow the sport. And baseball might say, well, look at the ratings. We just grew it. And I don't know, maybe, maybe both answers are, are accurate, but it's very clearly a, a, that event is gaining traction. Tickets were hard to get. They were expensive. People were there. It had an environment. It's it was good. I mean, if you're baseball, you're kind of encouraged this morning that maybe we're not as dead as people say we are. Yeah, I mean, Dodd says people don't know who McNeil is, and he's one of the Mets' really good players. He's a very good player. I don't know. I mean, we got exposed to a lot of Japanese players that we'd never heard of before. Oh, and that hit me. Like, they kept going, hey, they're going to this guy. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, and then dude, no. dude comes out, and he's just electric. And you're like, whoa. I mean, when does he get posted? Like the 21-year-old kid the other night in the semifinal game that was throwing 102 effortlessly. I mean, it was not like nothing I'm not. How is, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But, like. How is the baseball in their league over there? Like, is it exactly the same as us? Like, how, what, give me a some sort of a compare. Is it not as deep? Like, what are we looking at? Um, they say it's like triple A. Oh, really? Yeah, but I mean, with some stars, obviously, with some stars. Yeah, sure. I mean, that dude was throwing one hundred two. He could come pitch for whoever tomorrow. I mean, he would be a top prospect in any organization. Probably pitching in the bigs. I mean, he was. Like you saw the Tennessee guys look like, you know, like last year when everybody would throw 103 and looked like they were just trying to throw the ball through a wall. This this guy just looked like, hey, I'm just out here throwing BP. He was awesome. Shohei's awesome. I mean, it's why if I'm Major League Baseball, I got, I got to get Shohei Otani out of the West Coast. Well, I mean, the West Coast, and they're going to miss the playoffs again. I, I got to get him. He I, doesn't play when people I, watch. I got to get him to a different team. I don't know how you do that, and I don't want him on the Dodgers if I'm Major League Baseball, and I think that's where he's probably going. But, man, I really want... Is there not going to be an exception for him in this baseball, in this Major League Baseball rule thing where you've got to, like, be the, you know, a starting pitcher and you can't move positions and some of these things they're doing? Like, you see this? Mm -mm. Like, relievers, like, you know, because they said they can't play position players as relievers anymore, you know, after the whatever. So are you telling me in the ninth inning of a playoff game, Otani can't come in in relief because he's not technically a pitcher? Why are they doing this? I've told you this. Remember, we went over it that day. That, yeah. yeah they, there's tons of rules about when a position player can be a pitcher. So like in a 17-2 to game? Well, there, there are ways to do it, but I, again, I don't have it in front of me right now, but we went through it. But when I read through it, I went, hold on a minute. Otani couldn't 
be a two-way player like in college and come in and give him another glove and close it out. He's on your team. Yeah, that that's stupid. Yeah, it, it's – I mean – I mean, like last night when he closed that game, knowing that Shohei Otani was coming in in the ninth was oh, you were in that, I was, that to- was totally in. Uh, position players may only take the mound if the game is in extra innings. His team is trailing by at least eight runs at any point, or his team is winning by at least ten runs in the ninth inning, which would prohibit Shohei Otani if he is in the field from pitching in relief in a close game. In the, even in if the he's a DH. Inning. Because he's just mostly yeah. going to DH. I don't know. Don't know. I do not see a qualif- qualifier for that either way. It was so the maybe. reason he picked the Angels out of Japan was because they had he could DH there. Don't know. Maybe maybe DH allows it. Not sure. It's a stupid rule either way. If I have a player on my team, he should be able to play any position on the field. Just I just asked Shohei where he wanted to go. He said he said Chicago. Good for him. Just play a lot of day games. Baseball would love if if you're the if you're if you're baseball, you want him in. You just want him in the central or eastern time zones. Yes, you need young kids to be able to watch him play because he actually plays with a lot of emotion when he plays for the, the yeah, Angels. Sure. It's just the Angels are a bad team, and they don't play their games until ten thirty on the eastern time zone. Ten thirty five first pitch on the eastern time zone. Nine thirty-five Central. How many twelve-year-olds are up at ten thirty-five? Not many. No. Switch on over to college basketball a little bit. Uh, lines for the week again starting tomorrow for uh, the round of sixteen in the men's tournament. A uh, little nit action though. UAB Vanderbilt. Andy Kennedy facing. That's tonight, uh, right? Huh? That's tonight, right? Uh, is that tonight? Yeah, that is today, actually. Yeah, Wednesday, 6 o'clock for, uh, for that one. That is in Nashville, Memorial Coliseum. And it opened as a Vanderbilt with a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They are now a pick em. It's an even. Really? On, it is. It is an even on UAB and Vanderbilt for tonight. Probably take the doors. Cincinnati plays Utah Valley tonight, and Eastern Kentucky plays Charlotte tonight. Are your other other games? Okay. <laughs> Utah Valley I've seen in baseball a little bit. I don't know much about them in, in – in basketball. Uh, AK and Cincinnati playing tonight. Tomorrow for the NCAA tournament, Michigan State, Kansas State. That is a 5.30 tip tomorrow. It is the first game of the day. And the Michigan State Spartans opened as a one-point favorite. They're now a two-point favorite. Ooh. God, it's going to be a good game. You like Kansas State plus two tomorrow? I don't hate it. Michigan State's just so good. And it's tournament. Izzo's so good. Yeah. Th- th- those Both of those... That's a really good game. I know. I know he's kind of polarizing, but I kind of like Izzo. He, 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 I don't mind Izzo. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Yeah, because look, he is. He can be an ass, and he is intense and whatever. But he cares about those dudes. I mean, he's coaching and hard and like. Sure. I mean, it, it's. No, he also is very positive in times. I mean, you're seeing him fist bump and throw. I mean, it, I, I like how he coaches his floor game a lot. Kids play hard. Yeah, for he him. can coach for me all day. I yeah, mean, I, the way absolutely. he coaches on the floor is is really really good. Six fifteen tomorrow. Staggered pretty good. Arkansas UConn tomorrow. Um, UConn opened at four. It's now at three and a half. So it's UConn right. three and a half. I think I like UConn minus the points. I, I just 
Nobody has made more money for himself in the NCAA tournament than Jordan Walsh. And so the question will be, can he take his defensive game up one more notch against the big guy? Because if he can, they got a real shot. He's played his way out of another year of college and into the middle of the of the first round this week. Do those two teams know who plays who the next round? Like, what what is my bracket here? Arkansas would play UCLA. Okay. Arkansas. Florida Atlantic Tennessee plays Michigan State Kansas State. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And then UCLA Gonzaga plays Arkansas Connecticut. Okay. Florida Atlantic Tennessee tomorrow. It's an eight o'clock tip for uh for that game. Tennessee opened at a four four point favorite. It's now at five and a half with the Vols and the Owls. Um, yeah, I, I like UT here. I don't think Florida Atlantic has seen defense like that. Yeah, it's going to be. In, I mean, they, they, look, when you you're at FAU and you make the Sweet Sixteen, they've done a hell of a you've job. You basically won the championship. Congratulations! But I I, I think they I at think, some point. Yeah. Um, a reporter yesterday asked Lane if he wanted Tennessee or FAU to win tomorrow, and he uh, took the time to compliment Dusty May and his uh, and his answer and response. And people criticized that reporter. That was a question that he was told to ask by his it was fine bosses. It happens. It's fine. It was fine. I actually was like, okay, something different. I'm good. Like I was I, honestly, I was intrigued by the I, okay because sometimes Lane gives you tons on that. Yeah, it makes a joke and really gives you something because, I and mean, we'll get to it before we start, we're done with the show, but. Lane was kind of boring yesterday, and not in a bad way necessarily. Like he came in all pissed off or anything, but it's just it's just starting and it's spring football, and he he was very quiet. It was exceptionally quiet, potentially purposeful. Yes, um, it, it kind of felt like he was intentionally not talking very loud. Yeah, he knew we couldn't hear, and I almost wonder if he was even quieter because and of when it. the air conditioner came on, he went really quiet. Yeah, I couldn't hear him. <laughs> I mean, I had to apologize when I was doing quick hits yesterday because. And we weren't that far from him, the way the place was set up. And the air conditioner came on, and I mean, I was straining to hear anything he was saying. I mean, I was just grabbing keywords because that's that's all I could get. Well, I had my phone on the podium mm -hmm. recording, and I could hear him, but it wasn't loud. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Grind's right. That was it, it's it speaks to the athletic departments that yeah, Fairleigh Dickerson's SID was a cut was an undergraduate junior is their overall yeah media relations director yeah. <laughs> at the school. <laughs> he was putting in work. Hey, he's he's there. Um one thirty two, an interesting over under for Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. So that's a little over sixty five both. FAU likes to run. Yeah. But Gonna run into some defense while you're running. 
And then uh, 8.45 tomorrow night, Gonzaga and UCLA. Maybe the game I'm looking forward to the most. Really? Well, no, Michigan State, Kansas State. Yeah, yeah. me too. Gonzaga, UCLA is too. I would like to see Mark Few win a title. I don't know if this is the team to do it, but I, I would like to see him win a title. I don't know what it is about him and them. but They bother you? It, well, it just doesn't ever. Really? I'm fine if they win a title, but if they don't, I'm not upset about it. I, I don't know what this says about me. Maybe nothing. I like rewarding consistent excellence. Yeah. Where if you're there enough, I feel like you deserve one. Um, there's just something to like, I, I look, everybody loves the story and the underdog and all that kind of stuff. But I think there is something to getting somewhere over and over and over and over sure. again. And, and finally getting there and getting the, the title that cements that, that thing. I, sure. I've kind of felt like that with Gonzaga for a while. Well, it was when I caught pure hell last year because I mean, I get the robber and everything, but I had moments where I like, I was watching the press conference and when Dave Van Horn was talking, I'm going, God, I don't know how you get through it. Like I, I mentally, I went mm-hmm. to that place where I'm like, damn. Well, yeah, because he's been excellent. I mean, right there. I mean, they're there every year. He's built it. Yeah. I mean, I know everybody hates it and I'm going to catch whatever degree of hell for it, but look at, look at their numbers. I mean, they're just right there. They were right there again this year. Because, I mean, I felt like it with both the other programs. I mean, though, as <laughs> consistent as they have been and how much they care over college baseball, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas all deserve national championships. Just shows you how hard it is to win and a championship. And Arkansas doesn't have one. Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, they've the ball's literally been in the air. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're good this year. They're better than people think. UCLA opened at minus one, now at minus two against the Zags. Yeah. <laughs> That injury to UCLA is clouding everything because, my God, if we had Ziegler healthy for Tennessee and the kid from UCLA healthy, it's just yeah. put both them behind the eight ball to such an extent that it's opened up those brackets. But, like, all four of those games, the only one of those games where I feel, like, F-A-F. confident is Tennessee. If you told me Kansas State wins, I'm not surprised. If you told me Arkansas wins, I'm not surprised. Arkansas's won Sweet 16 games the last two years. They can't win another one? I think Connecticut's maybe the hottest team in the tournament. But all Arkansas has to do, that game kind of depends on how it gets officiated. But Arkansas is able to get downhill and get bigs in foul trouble. And unlike during the regular season, they've been making their free throws in the, in the tournament. And then the, the UCLA, that could go either way. There's... There's no one team in this tournament that you go, oh, yeah, that's who's going to win it. Like Alabama's the one seed, but they could get beat. There's there's some weird elite eight matchups for them, potentially. Sure. Houston's really good, but they don't feel like they're 100% right now. Um, the other two ones are gone. Everybody else is just kind of... I mean, some twos are gone. Marquette's out. I mean, if you tell me Tennessee's in the Final Four, I'm not shocked. No, for sure. What's the irony of that? That's what I wrote about this in 10 Thoughts, and I don't know why I catch myself defending Rick Barnes. I have no real reason to, other than I like Rick, and he just seems like a nice guy One of the times that I've met him. But the tournament is so arbitrary. Billy Donovan said this, and he's right. I, may have, I think I'm repeating myself. There's no better event, and there's no worse way to crown a champion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we love the event, but if you think about it, hey, let's determine who the best team is. This is stupid. 
Because you could put the same tournament back on. Like you could finish it and go, okay, like when you were kids. All right, let's do it again. And you have a completely different outcome. Completely different outcome. Right? Fairly Dickinson probably doesn't beat Purdue again. No, of right? Not. I mean, you St. Know, Peter's doesn't go on a run yeah, next time. I mean, just you'd have a completely different event. And so that's probably not the best way to crown a champion, except for the fact that it is. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Well, and we keep our sanity in it. For the most part, there's some exceptions. Fan bases reward, hey, Sweet 16, Final Four. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously you want to win the national championship, but you're not getting fired because you lose national semifinals games. No, like, no, no, no. you know, there is a certain, hey, once you get to a point, we're all hanging out and having a party. And sure, somebody's going to get a tie here in a minute, but it's going to be all right. Like, well, the eight it, teams that lose Thursday and Friday, they're going to be sad for a day, but then they're going to hang Sweet 16 banners. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, th- th- this is. It's all right. Yeah, and then the four teams that lose on Saturday and Sunday. They're yeah. going to feel some missed opportunity, but they had For a hell of a day or season. two. But the next week, they're going to be out recruiting going, hey, we're an Elite Eight team. Yeah, right. And you are. I mean, shit, eight yeah. teams? Yeah. We'll look at Friday in a second. Before we do that, i tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's any Spark. Dot com 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Pontotoc and Union counties that did not previously have internet. Again, that is 662-238-3159. Our friends at Dead Soxy have a free gift for you. The gift is exclusive. Head over to deadsoxy.com slash rebels. Join the NIL subscription by signing up. You'll be the first to hear about exclusive collaborations new products, and even uh, receive freebies on the regular. That means you'll not only have the freshest socks in town, but you'll also be contributing directly to Ole Miss Athletics, helping support your favorite players. As your first gift for signing up, you'll receive a free pair of limited edition Juice Kiffin socks, only available to members to get your gift. All you have to do is add a pair of socks from Dead Soxies Ole Miss NIL subscription to your cart, and uh, your free pair of Juice Kiffin socks will automatically appear in your cart. No membership fees to become a member. All you have to do is start your subscription by adding one pair of NIL socks to your cart, choosing how often you want new pairs from the Ole Miss collection delivered. Go head over to deadsoxy.com slash rebels and sign up for the NIL subscription today to show your support. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider. It's a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. To learn more about ACS, go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area for uh, three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls. Uh, they've got fashion jewelry. Whatever you're looking for, they've got it at Lamons. It's LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. I'll be uh, taping in mind on my money a little later this morning. It's brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, they're based in Jackson, but they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. 
Learn more at mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. If you're planning a vacation, you need to get in touch with my friend John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Um, just give him some parameters, give John a budget, and then sit back and you don't have to do anything. He can take care of you, whether you're going uh, overseas, whether you're going to 30A, whether you're going to the beach, uh, whether you're going to Disney, whatever the case may be, John can help you make your trip one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. It's 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The 2023 football season will be here before you know it. Season ticket renewals are due March 31st. You can renew now by logging onto your account on OleMissTicks.com or calling the Ole Miss Ticket Office 662-915-7159. Also, Ole Miss basketball, men's and women's, currently accepting new season ticket orders for those basketball teams. You can submit your order today. Same number, 915-7159 or OleMissTicks.com. And current season ticket holders can renew starting July 1st. And remember, Morgan Wallen tickets available those two nights. LSU weekend, April 22nd, 23rd in Oxford at Bald Hemingway Stadium. MorganWallen.com for tickets to that. So Friday, second day of the uh, the Sweet 16, 5.30 again, San Diego State and Alabama kicking it off. Alabama opened at 6.5. It is now at 7, 138 on your over-under for uh, the Aztecs and the Tide in, uh, in this one. I, that's the second largest – well, no, it's the third largest. This actually bracket has some bigger lines in it. Um, It's a big line, but – it's just so hard to bet against Alabama on point spreads because if they start hitting, they yeah. just blow you out. And I think they could blow San Diego State out. Yeah, it's that. My antenna's up on Alabama in the Elite Eight, but I think they win tomorrow. Um, yeah, Friday. The game that will they will, the winner of that game will face the winner of Princeton and Creighton. Princeton and Creighton playing at eight o'clock Central Time tomorrow night. The uh, the Tigers and the Blue Jays, Princeton getting uh, getting ten in this game. It's a Creighton. lot of points. You got to remember, Vegas's goal is half and half, yeah. and they see Ivy League, and everybody takes the other team. Creighton can sort of they're good. I play, like Creighton a lot. Creighton can sort of play Princeton's game with better athletes. Yeah, so that might shut it down. But ten still feels like a lot of points. Princeton's good. You it's watch good. Princeton play and just take the uniform off and put rockets or something on there, and 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 you go, hey, that team's good. Here's the deal: Princeton has been a been a consistent of this thing. Harbor's done it a few times. I do think if the tournament selection committee has an annual issue, and again, not every year, but too often, they are underseeding these Ivy League teams. The Ivy League plays pretty damn well in a lot of tournaments, and they consistently make them a 15 or a 16. When looking at the metrics, you probably ought to pick out a couple and go, hey, then maybe they're, maybe they're a 13, maybe they're a 12, maybe there's something else, depending on whatever. Because, I mean, Princeton has done nothing to make this look fluky. They've just won two college basketball games. Right. That's it. So I, I do think the Ivy sometimes gets sort of sure. under-seeded, if you will, from, from that standpoint. So Princeton, Creighton. San Diego State, Alabama, one of those teams will go to the Final Four. On the other side of the bracket, Miami and Houston. That's a 6-15 game on Friday, and the Cougars are favored by seven in that one. Look, I think Houston's going to win. I think Houston's probably going to cover. Miami is athletic as hell. They they can turn that game into a track meet. 
both teams kind of comfortable doing that. I mean, stylistically, it could be kind of a fun if you if you like up and down basketball. Houston's just really good. I don't know that we fully appreciate how good of a coach Kelvin Sampson is. I, I really don't know that he gets the credit that he deserves. His teams are consistently just strong. Yeah. The winner of that game playing Xavier in Texas. It's an 845 game on Friday night. The Longhorns favored by four. It might be the game I'm most looking forward to. Why? Uh, Texas is playing at a really high level right now, and when you watch Xavier, the, it, it is gorgeous basketball. They can shoot it. They can drive it. The big guy, 24, is a really skilled college big who plays the game incredibly smart. And Xavier will get after you on defense. I suspect Texas is going to hunt number five uh, for print for uh, for for Xavier and try to play him off the floor and give Xavier one less shooter on the offensive end. They're going to try to hunt him down, and I think they can. And that's probably why I'd give Texas an advantage here. I've got Texas winning the whole thing, but the whole tournament. Yeah, but uh, Rodney Terry, the new coach. I, it depends. Come on, if he wins the tournament. If Billy Donovan says yes, they can't fire him. I'm, I'm, in, I'm with that, you. Nah, what on. do you do? If the air of all pl- no, hell what, no. What do you do if Billy Donovan has said yes? I don't. What if, what if he said, "Hey, just let me finish my season." Rodney Terry, I'm not sure. If he wins a national championship, you cannot. He's the coach. I'm not saying he should. You should hire Billy Donovan. Don't get me wrong. Right, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. It, no way. And I, I don't know anything. They lose tonight. Goes, before anybody goes, does he know something? If they lose Friday night, then no, he's not the coach. If they make the Final Four, starts getting a little weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. At some point, you're firing a championship coach. He would have coach. no chance at that job anywhere in hell without no. this run. No doubt. They're hot right now. They're, and they're a veteran team. They're an older team. And I get team. this is hyperbolic, but I mean that would be like one of those Kentucky teams that just had Cousins and Wall and all those dudes, and they win a title, and they've got me coaching. That doesn't make me able to be the coach. Like you know what I mean? Like, sure. It, it's a completely different thing just to take over a team in December that's good and hot and moving. Yeah, roll the ball out there and let them play, and then go build a team. Yeah, run a program. And, and he's and he's run programs before. He's yeah, a, he's, he's a not good a coach. bad coach. He just. Shouldn't automatically be over Billy Donovan if. So I'm just kind of watching with interest, but that's from a. If you if you don't care who wins, and I don't, but you like basketball, and I do. So if if you meet those requirements, Texas Xavier is probably going to be worth your worth your time Friday night. Oh, that's a good point. Mark says Mike Davis got the IU job after going to the final game, and it was a disaster. Well, you know where I stand on this. If, if if someone's not your coach, they're not your coach. No matter what happens in a tournament. Because like let's say let's say Texas and Xavier, let's say it's a Xavier one point game, okay? On Friday night. Ten seconds left. Xavier's up one. You know where I'm going. Yeah. And Texas has this discombobulated possession, and the ball kind of gets batted around, and a kid picks it up and hits a falling away 18-footer to win it at the buzzer. Sure. Okay. 
that ball could have easily rimmed out. If it rims out, that guy's not your coach. But because it didn't rim out, he is your coach, that's a stupid way to make a decision. And they get made like that every year. I know, but it doesn't make it less stupid. I'm going to defend the dude at FDU, by the way. The media jumping on them for hire, Iona for hiring that guy and going, it's off one win. It's like he's been a successful coach for a decade, and you're freaking Iona. Who are you getting? Yeah. Shut up. Who was it yesterday that did that? Was it Goodman? Uh, Which I, one? I'm, I'm glad I missed it. One of them was like, oh, I mean, I, it was man, maybe it was Mandel. It was like. I, well, if it's him, then I mean. It's like, I just can't believe you hire off one win. It's like. It wasn't one win. It wasn't one win. They had more than one game to get there. Our field sucks. The money line on Patino taking the St. John's thing had to be like minus 8,000, right? Because, I mean, that was a guarantee from like midseason. Yeah, and he wanted to go back to New York. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> sure. Whatever. He did a hell of a job at Iona. They had him much longer than they thought they were going to have him. Where, where, where do you have a better chance of winning a title? St. John's, Iona. St. John's, Iona. It's, it's not hard. It's not Iona who almost beat in the first game in their Sweet 16 year. Wasn't it Iona? I think so. The Gales. Who'd they beat in the second round? Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. Yeah. They lost to uh, Arizona. Luke Walton and those guys. Yeah. yeah. It's a good Arizona team. Did they win it or finish second? I think they won the whole thing, right? Did they win it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. So this bracket thing, I'm not really interested in the bracket because it's just content from college football. But there's a couple interesting things in this for sure. Chris Lowe wrote it. We're aware that Chris Lowe and Lane Kiffin are pretty tight from a media standpoint. Chris Lowe, I would assume, the closest person to Lane Kiffin. I think that's fair. That's fair, at least in the argument. But I would have a hard time arguing for someone else over Chris. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there time. anybody that I would say is potentially tighter? And the answer is no. Not consistently, at least. I mean, he gives Trey Wallace some stuff. There's some dudes, but yeah. Chris has been the main it's guy. It's interesting that Lane spent one year at UT. But that's where those connections that's where the, have stayed. That's where the, yeah, that's he. He's gravitated back toward those guys. He liked that year. Yeah. yeah. He did like that year. Yeah, he did. So Very, very clearly, if he had a do-over, he would have stayed there. So what he's doing is he seeded a, an NCAA tournament bracket with football teams for the 2023 season. Uh, yeah, again, I, I think he's using some computer stuff, but that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter how he's doing it. He has the one seeds as Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Alabama. Tennessee's two, two LSU's a two. Ole Miss, A&M are fours. Okay. Texas, a five. Oklahoma, a five. Kentucky and Mississippi State, sixes. Florida, a seven. Iowa are seven. Auburn's an eight. South Carolina's an eight. Minnesota's an eight. Arkansas's an eight. Tulane's a nine. Missouri's a nine. So did everyone from the SEC, Sands, Vanderbilt, make it? That appeared to be the case. I was trying to get South Carolina. Are they? I know they're here, but I don't see. Oh, yeah, I never mind. They were an eight with Arkansas, with Auburn. Sorry. So Arkansas, Auburn, and South Carolina, all eight seeds. Okay. Some actually interesting eight, nine games. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, almost a four, and he runs through the bracket. This is the part that is interesting. This okay. is the part that's interesting. In combination with that, yesterday, Lane Kiffin said that all three quarterbacks took reps 
kind of said evenly, but there was a picture of Spencer Sanders throwing. There'd been this rumor that he could not throw and he was out. Clearly. He had been not throwing. He was recovering from a shoulder injury right. since the end of last season, but they say he is full go for spring practice. He threw at least one pass yesterday. He appears to be throwing and throwing effectively to the best of our knowledge. <laughs> that is, that is accurate. Um, there's photographic evidence that he threw one pass. There are some ways to pick apart some of Lane's answers, but I do not think Lane was locked into the point of focusing on every word that was coming out of his mouth yesterday. Not even a little bit. Because comes, and I don't, I, I credit the message board poster honestly for the question. It made sense, but he said, "Hey, he mentioned Jackson specifically with the wide receivers," and I went, "He's just mm-hmm. a returning quarterback. Like that's 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 not." And look, I think even Lane would agree with this. When you're getting Lane to talk anything that's minutia, depth chart stuff, he hates it. He, he tunes out. Yeah. So in the first round, number four Ole Miss versus number 13 seed Houston. Chris Lowe says it's never dull when a couple of offensive gurus like Kiffin and Holgerson face off in the postseason. Both are known for their explosive high-scoring offenses, but Ole Miss's running game, Quinshawn Judkins rushes for 164 yards, helps the Rebels play keep away from the Cougars in the fourth quarter, winning that game 40-37. to 37. Okay, sure, whatever. Chris, Again. it won't be that close. Yeah, I mean. Idiot. Whatever. But, and I'm going to read the paragraph, and I'm going to take a break, and we'll come back. All right. Second round. Yep. Has, uh, by the way, he has State losing in the second round to Washington in a 3-6 uh-huh. game. Losers. Has uh, Georgia r- r- just railing Oklahoma State in a, uh, in, a, in a round two game. And then he has Matt Rule and Lane Kiffin facing off in a 4-12 game with the Rebels and the Cornhuskers. Oh, I guess okay. Nebraska upset somebody wow. a minute ago. It was a big 12-5 upset. Who'd they get? Who'd, who'd Nebraska get in round one? TCU. Oh, how about Ooh. that? How about that? That 12-5 seed's pretty sneaky. Yeah. That can get you sometimes. Yeah. And for this paragraph, and again, remember, they're close. That's why I found this interesting. I did too. Because he could have easily avoided it. It would have been easy for Chris Lowe to not do this and just sure. go, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Great. Once upon a time, Kiffin and Rule were both NFL head coaches. Their meeting in the second-round game boils down to Ole Miss quarterback Spencer Sanders' time and time again scrambling for first-down markers on critical third and fourth downs. The Rebels punt only once in the game as Kiffin, is vintage fashion, keeps going for it on fourth down, winning 33-24 over the Cornhuskers. He goes out of his way to mention Spencer Sanders in the article. Because like I said, it would have been really easy to just avoid that in some way. Sure. Nobody said, hey, you got to make sure you put a player into every paragraph and you've got to predict and no, do whatever. No, because he doesn't mention a player in every other paragraph. I mean, he could have easily just done whatever. So, anyway, I'm going to take the break there. We'll come back. We'll talk about it in a or second. Or he could have written about Quinshawn Judkins if he just had to list a player. Again. Right. Hey, Judkins is an animal, blah, 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 right, blah, right, right. blah. Houston can't stop anybody. Great. Right. Awesome. He didn't. Justin Hill Creamery. JustinHillCreamery.com. Hope you guys took part in the cheese class at the Travelers Hotel in Clarksdale last night. But if you didn't, if you're in Oxford, it's just off Molly Bar. It is on White Oak Lane. There's small batch artisanal cheeses, charcuterie boards, catering, grazing tables, and so much more. They do plenty of workshops, 662-419-9201, or cheese at johnsonhillcreamery.com. Let them take care of you. Go to the website. You can shop right there online. They've got the great condiments, things that accompany the cheeses, the uh, charcuterie trays. They even do some catering, depending on what you have coming up. So check out their Instagram page, Johnson Hill Creamery. Or again, shop right there online. That's 662-419-9201. Uh, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square is called Opa. It's a place if you're coming up this weekend for uh, the baseball series or whatever case may be. Make, make it part of your weekend. Uh, fabulous food, great craft libations as well at Opa on the square. In Oxford, speaking of on the square, check out 
uh, Rafters Music and Food, looking for a place to uh, watch some of the uh, NCAA tournament, take a break from um, the uh, baseball series, whatever the case may be. Stop at Rafters, uh, grab a burger, a po'boy, one of those appetizers, and uh, enjoy it before the college kids take over that evening. I'll have a mailbag up a little later today. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Um, Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate, and uh, companies only pay if uh, you decide to hire a candidate that service specialist sends. You have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves. One smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile, so call Corinth Dental today. For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment. Financing is available at CorinthDental.com. And Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Sand rings, grass rings, miles of wooded trails, there's so much offered at Southern Traditions. It's also a great place for a a party, a reunion. It's a, a perfect venue. Uh, to uh, enjoy so get in touch with them on facebook or instagram at southern traditions farm so what are you putting into this um i don't think it was accidental i don't i think that it gives you an indication as to where i think most people logically think this is headed we've beat this conversation to death i almost asked lane yesterday but i thought nope we got lots of time for this it's day one. The an- yeah, it wasn't the day. The answer would be more interesting in three weeks or four weeks. He made reference to, well, you know, we got lots of time, got the fall. So we got, you know, we got the spring, got the fall. I, I just wanted to ask, what are the odds, in your opinion, that all three of these guys are here when classes start in late August or whenever classes start at Ole Miss? I don't know the exact date. But what are the odds? The first Monday of class on the Ole Miss campus. Yeah, sure. Monday, August the 20-what-ish. What are the odds that all three of those guys are enrolled and right. in your program? I, I'd, I'd love to know that answer. Brandon Dart, two days ago, tweets a picture of his son. Since it's time to control the narrative as they're getting started. Like I said, I mean, he's locked in. I mean, you know where that – I mean, we're, yeah. we're aware of that enough. I, it's two things. They're possible, and I don't know which, and I don't think Chris would tell anybody. One is that you're right. He really, really knows something, and there's an expectation. My guess is it's a little lighter than that. My guess is it allowed Chris to speculate on something that he thinks very likely could come true and come back to it when it does. And go, you know what? I've said, I'm just telling you. Sure. No, this was predictable. Knew this was, you know what I mean? Like, 
you'll have guys that sort of do those float things in these some of these national articles like that, and then they can surface back in months and go, it was right there. Look, it allows you to kind of report without reporting. It does. It's difficult for me to completely disregard the relationship that they have. Chris and Lane. No, that's what I'm saying. They, if it's if this had just been random national reporter, I go, ah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Okay. But it's not. This is this is one. He could that, easily send Lane a text and go, hey, look, off the record, I gotta write this. Who's the new quarterback? Sure. And I have no idea whether anything like that happened. Yeah, but sure. Look, pragmatically, logically, you don't bring Spencer Sanders into your program, a guy who has started 41 games at Oklahoma State. Is that many? 41 games. You don't bring him into your program to stand on the sideline and hold a clipboard. You don't bring him into your program to be insurance. Now, like you said yesterday, and you made a great point, it is absolutely possible that we don't know everything, that Spencer Sanders is is wanting to go into coaching, that he wanted to go learn a new uh, offense, he wanted to spend time with um, Lane Kiffin and Charlie Weiss Jr., and if he happens to play great, it's difficult for me to believe that. Sure. Based on the type of competitor yeah, sure, he was sure. at Oklahoma State. Sure. So... And then I know of conversations again that happened with Walker Howard's people. Sure. That indicated Spencer Sanders was probably going to be the quarterback. If you made me bet money pragmatically, I just kind of know where I'd put it. I could be completely wrong. I, I will sit here and tell you that no one at Ole Miss has told me anything about who the quarterback's going to be. I don't feel bad saying that because I, I would guess that every single person on the beat, if he or she were having to be completely honest, would have to say the same thing. Yeah, sure. But I don't know. The one that gets interesting is if you're Jackson Dart and you get to the end of spring. And you don't know. And you don't know and his answers are ambiguous as hell. What do you do? Do you gamble on yourself or do you go, hey, let's let's take the let's take the path of least resistance here i don't know the answer to that i mean he's a very competitive guy he comes from a very competitive family i thought jackson played well last year I did too. so I, I i don't know but you don't bring spencer sanders in if he doesn't have a chance to win the job makes no sense especially after you've gotten walker howard Because you have the other two, the two kids that were walk-ons last year, Waterman and and uh, Widner, yeah, both show some signs of being, you know, decent quarterbacks. One of those guys could be the third team guy. I mean, Waterman was going to be a Division One quarterback you prior know, to his issues. To this point, Kincaid Dent has not transferred anywhere, correct? No. You know, I mean, you could circle back to him and say, "Hey, is there a way we could get you to stay another year?" I don't, I don't know what Kincaid's answer would or would not be, but I mean, that would be an option. And he's played enough quarterback to be a third-team guy. Sure. So if you're bringing in Spencer Sanders, you're bringing him into play. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're bringing in a, a potential distraction. And, and, and I get what Lane says. I, do. I, I, totally, I totally get it. 
that your job at every position is to make the room better. But I think even Lane would admit that is a different position. Oh, 100%. Yes. Then, hey, we're going to make this defensive line room as deep yeah, as we can Yeah, bring in all it. the engine, fine. I yeah. mean, sure. I mean, we want this linebacker room to be as deep as possible. Sure. Hey, you, you, you maybe never have enough safeties. That's different than, hey, bring in, bring in the former Big 12 player of the year at quarterback. A 23-year-old yeah. dude. Been around for a minute. Who's played some football. Yeah. It just kind of feels. It's different. Feels different. A couple things here. If you are playing on one of those upsets, one of the best statistical models for the tournament so far, I uh, spit out some odds. They're giving Princeton a 19.4% chance of beating Creighton this week. Okay. And they are giving uh, FAU a 14.7% chance of beating Tennessee this week so what do they give san diego state i don't know i only have those two. Oh, okay uh, yeah there was a story written just about the lar- two largest so it's less than that those are the gotcha. two that had the, the the whatever to it um and then here just we don't usually talk about a lot of other sports but start with soccer we'll end with hockey um i didn't realize ovechkin was this close i saw this morning in something that um where is it it's right here Alex Ovechkin plays for the Capitals forever. He's 37, scored his 40th goal of the season last night, giving him 13 40-goal seasons, one more than Gretzky. Still playing at a high level. He now has 820 goals. He's 74 shy of Gretzky. It's not completely out of the realm. No shot there. That's two more years at this level. Two more seasons at this level. It's going to be – I mean, you're going to hit a – he's going to hit a wall at something. Maybe he's Tom Brady and he can go to 42, but – Typically, 37, 38, 39 start seeing a pretty good decline in all sports. I would well, certainly in that sport. I mean, you're. Phew. I mean, I know you're getting protected, but you're still getting beaten up, and it takes a lot of physicality. Yeah, those guys go fast. It's the best in person sport. It, it's phenomenal. It's not close. It's really not. Saw so that third on the board yesterday. We will close here. Uh, best athlete you've watched a game in person, best player. Who would you put? If you only had to put one, you've seen a lot of damn sports. Who's the player that you think is the best that you've seen? That I've seen in person? Yeah. I mean, LeBron, Magic Johnson. I think I would go with Djokovic. Yes, I've never seen him in person. I think I would go with Djokovic. I don't think I've Bo seen- Jackson. I don't think I've seen Tiger play in the golf tournament in person. I guess I may have when I'm forgetting something, but I don't yeah, think I, I have. I've seen Mickelson. I've seen other people. I don't think I've seen Tiger. Champ Bailey. Oh, wow. Really? In person? Champ like, Bailey. wowed by somebody? Yeah. Champ Bailey. Kevin Durant. I mean, I, I, that's the hard thing about sports is that you see Compare, making these comparisons. Well, you see brilliance. Yeah. And brilliance is brilliance, right? I mean, George Brett, as compelling a baseball player as I've ever seen in person. Nolan Ryan. Tony in the stream says Otani. Um, counts. Yeah. 
<laughs> I saw Mike Trout play in person. Watching Mike Trout run out a double was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. The dirt literally flying up behind him. He and his size ran so well. Yeah, he's like a like a looked like a horse. Otani runs incredibly well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best athlete I've ever seen is probably Bo Jackson. Yeah, sure. The most impressive player I've probably ever watched is probably LeBron James. Yeah. Magic was amazing, though. Like, yeah, sure. It's a lot of time has passed. We're getting a little bit. A what six that foot was. ten point guard who could do the things that he did at a super high level. Kareem was an amazing player to see in person. Time has forgotten him because we only remember old Kareem. Yeah. Um. I mean, he he dominated, and when you can dominate an NBA game, you're you're special. Yeah. Because the athletes are just. Off the charts. Yeah, Barry Bonds. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ole Miss Men's Golf won the All-American Intercollegiate at Golf Club of Houston yesterday. So get their first uh, win of the season. They played really well, though. They finished second at that stacked field in Cabo and then won yesterday in Houston. Boys got a good team this uh, this year. And <laughs> a little unlucky, they beat. They won by four shots. But the way golf works for anybody who's unaware of the team aspect of this, you count five scores. Or you have five players who contribute to the team score and the top four scores of those five are what actually counts on the scoreboard. So you can throw out your lowest score and then you have a player that plays as an individual that no matter what he does, he does not count toward the team score. And Ole Miss's individual yesterday won the tournament as an individual. So oh. they actually won despite their best player not counting at all. Um, so it tells you how dominant they were oh, over wow. the course of the week there for, uh, for Ole Miss. So there's a, there's that. So, yeah, I've seen Yantas on the coupon person. Special. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. So all right. Uh podcast tomorrow. We've got to discuss exactly what that looks like, but you will get a uh you will get a show. We'll let you know. There's there's football tomorrow and it is now open. And so it's it is throwing early. it's throwing our plans around a little bit. So we'll figure it out. We'll let you know what's going on with that. And stay locked into rebelgrove.com in the meantime. So we uh, appreciate y'all. Stay safe. Have a good day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.